Hey, everybody, and welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontang of Mackey Research Capital. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? Real good, Bryn. Our topic today is gold resurgence. It has been an interesting few weeks. Yeah, to, to say the least. Uh, uh, you know, most recently, uh, John Felderhoff, who was the uh, chief geologist of Briex, passed away, and it got me thinking back to... Uh, 1996, I was working in a Richardson Greenshields office in Winnipeg uh, for a couple different brokers, and the talk of the office was Briex, and that's all anybody wanted to talk about was gold stocks at, at that moment in time, um, even even on the prairies. So uh, when 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 I read most recently that uh, Felderhoff passed away, it, it just you know brought back that whole story of, of the salting of the, the gold. And, um, you know, the, for, for those who don't know, Briex was the, you know, the biggest uh, market fraud in Canadian history. It was a $6 billion company at one point, and it was created uh, out of nothing. It was a hoax. Uh, the, supposedly this giant gold mine, the richest gold mine uh, discovered in the last 50 years in Indonesia and uh, turned out to be a hoax. They were salting the samples. It's funny because, well, it's not funny, but uh, I know people who did exceptionally well off of that, and I know some people that pulled them completely under. It was an unbelievable period of time, and it's amazing how something like that could just transpire the way it did. Yeah, I think at, at one point, the stock went from, you know, pennies up to $260 and, and back down to, to zero. So, But is that not a red uh, flag for you? You've seen this kind of stuff before, right? It, it is a red flag, but at the time I, I was pretty green, so I, I really didn't know anything. Um, all, all I knew is that the, the numbers coming out of the, the, the drilling results were unbelievable. Um, little did anybody know that they were, it was a, you know, a giant hoax. So, but it, it got me thinking about the current state of the gold market because, yeah. uh, you know, in the last, uh, you know, 30 years or so years, um, if, if you look back, uh, well, I guess not, not that long, roughly 20, a little over 20 years, but it just seems like 30. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, gold in that time has, has gone from, uh, you know, the, the low $200 mark up to almost 1800 us. And then it dropped back down to 1200, 1100, and now it's back up to uh, 1500. So in Canadian dollar terms, gold's at a near an all time high. So uh, I thought it timely, uh, based on that Briex news, to maybe just talk about the current gold market. Uh, it's an interesting commodity. You know, gold has uh, always had luster going back, you know, eons, thousands of years. In, in fact, all the gold ever mined, roughly 165,000 tons, yep. would, would fit in inside two Olympic-sized swimming pools. Wow. It's, uh, it's something that, you know, never tarnishes, it'll never rust, and it, it's been known as a store of value historically. Now, if I recall, and this goes back even before 1996 with Briex, I had a friend tell me, you got to start buying gold. And this would have been 1991, 92, when it was like 100 and something an ounce. And, and it's come all this way. It just seems like it's a safe haven for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that goes back to, uh, you know, that store of value and, and a hedge because currencies, of course, used to be based on on precious metals, either gold or silver. Uh, way back, if you had a dollar, they could actually tell you how much uh, silver that dollar was worth, uh, you know, in the U.S. Treasury, for example. 
but of course, as inflation has reared its head, especially in the 70s and 80s, uh, there's just not enough gold to uh, be a backstop for uh, for currencies these days. So um, currencies got openly traded on the market. And if you look back, gold's had an interesting run because, uh, well, talk about present day prices, gold around $1,500 an ounce, uh, silver around uh, $17, $18 US an ounce. Right. There, historically, the last 100 years, there's been approximately uh, a 45 to 1 ratio of gold to silver. So huh. if you times the price of silver by 45, you should get the average price of gold. Right now, that ratio is sitting at around 80 to 1. So either silver is cheap or gold is expensive. <laughs> Take your pick. But th- there, there is a lot of math that has been done over the last 100 years looking at those ratios. And uh, if, if, if I were betting, I, I would say that both silver and gold uh, will likely continue to, to increase here. Um, you know, mainly based on the, the infl- inflationary pressures that some of this uh, trade, the trade wars are, are creating in terms of, um, you know, tariffs on goods. And, and because inflation has been so low for so long, it wouldn't surprise me to see even, a, you know, a minor bump up percentage wise is, is quite high. Uh, if, if you've got 2% inflation running at 2% and it bumps up just to 3%, that's a 50% rise in, in your inflation rate. That should be positive for gold. Um, now, having said that, uh, if, if central banks start dumping gold like they did, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that'll, that'll be negative for the price. So it, it's, of course, it's a commodity at the end of the day, and uh, we have to weigh, weigh the pros and the cons when we're looking at the price. I'm sure you hear it all from people when they come to you. They say, hey, take a look at this. What do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? If somebody comes to you and they talk about commodities, silver and gold, do you steer them away from that? Or you, you think that's uh, still a very safe haven? and in a very safe thing to a safe area to go to well you know going back if you look at the uh, money management industry and we'll, we'll talk about uh, money managers for the Swiss banks back in the 60s and 70s used to keep uh, you know 10 or 15 percent of their money in in gold bullion and they did that as a as a hedge and a store of value um a lot of managers have really gotten away from that. That doesn't, it doesn't mean that that's not going to uh, transpire again. Uh, one thing we have seen in the last year, if we're talking, uh, you know, about gold and silver more recently, is there's been uh, somewhat of a disconnect between the performance of the stocks and the performance of the bullion. So while the price of gold has gone from, you know, 12 to 1500 or call it a 15% jump in the last year. Some of the stocks have, uh, you know, nearly doubled. If I look at the TSX gold index, it's, it's, uh, I, I think at one point it had almost doubled uh, year over year. And now I think it's up uh, around 60 or 70%. So um, at, at, ver- at, at times the, the commodity will perform better than the stocks and, and vice versa. Uh, I think that, Going forward, uh, there's going to be an opportunity to to add some defense into portfolios here. Uh, you know, using gold. Typically, if if the markets aren't doing well, gold will will uh, either stay uh, stay flat or or even go positive. So I, I'm cognizant of that, and I'm I'm looking at that right now in in terms of uh, the portfolio management that we do for clients. 
So, Dustin, if somebody comes to you and they say, I'd like to buy some gold or some silver, do you look at them and go, this person here likes something safe and maybe just likes to see a small increase? They're not really looking for the, the big kill, so to speak? Uh, no, I wouldn't classify gold as uh, safe. Typically, when you're looking at investment management, you're looking at correlation. Okay. So uh, the reason somebody might say that gold is safe is because it's maybe negatively correlated to the market at certain times. Uh, based on what inflation and interest rates are doing. But safe, no, gold, gold's anything but safe. It's very volatile, <laughs> especially the underlying stocks. In fact, the stocks are, are quite a bit riskier than the commodity. So um, de- definitely I would sit down and have a discussion with that individual and, and go through their goals and objectives, uh, ma- making sure that they're making the right choice with their money. And as for Briex on the, uh, the, I guess to wrap this up, do you know people who did well on it and some people who did not? You know, I, I know uh, a person that was in uh, university at the same time as me uh, that actually bought options on uh, call options on Briex shares way back and ended up uh, doing quite well. Um, I don't know anybody who, uh, who lost their shirt in the stock, but I know that there's plenty of stories out there. Um, and there's a little town in Alberta that... Uh, uh, a lot of millionaires were, I, th- I believe it was St. Paul where there was, uh, you know, numerous millionaires created overnight. Um, everybody, this group of friends, I guess, was buying Briex, but I can't confirm that. Um, just what I heard over the years. It's important to have good people working for you. That's you, what you're around here for. You bet. We, we, we do our best. Absolutely. That's it for today. Uh, we, of course, have more helpful hints coming your way every two weeks. Just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers change frequently, so anything that's said by us today could easily change by later today or overnight, so make sure you check in. And if you'd like some more information, you can contact Dustin at Mackey Research Capital. Your phone number is? 780-905-7729. And let's give everybody your email address as well. It's dlamontang at mackeyresearch.com. Perfect. Thanks for your time today. And uh, we're back again in two weeks. Thanks, Bryn. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. 